Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Fizz, how are you doing? Ah, uh, can't complain. That's good. Well, it's not too noisy out here. I'm in a car, so. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Is, it, is this part of the podcast right here? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're on now. We're live now? Yeah. We're not <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're recording now, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool that finally have you on, uh. You know, it's always so cool to get people on course. And uh, I was just thinking about, like, the first time I met you. Okay. Had to be when I was, like, a year in. Maybe All a right. little over a year into doing comedy. I remember that I saw you on a show with... Uh, um, you were on a show with uh, Gordon at oh. the Stress Factory. And I went up to you guys afterwards, and I was like, well... I'm technically a comic. Maybe it'll be nice to me. <laughs> and then you told me about your uh, Mike at George Street, and that was like oh, cool. so great. I don't remember that, but that's no. Cool. I don't know. Was, was it a show at Stress? Because I didn't do show. that many shows with Gordon. I, I mean, at Stress. I, I mean, I, I was on his like shower. Was a Mike? I just remember. I, it yeah, I was on his and, big ten show a couple of times, but I don't remember there being like too much too like I think there was like a lot of audience sometimes that would come at the to come to the mics. Was it on, on a Wednesday? Do you remember I, that or I can't remember what it was. It probably was the mic. Yeah, it probably was the mic. Yeah. But... I just remember seeing you guys after and being like, okay, I can talk to them <laughs> maybe. That's cool, but I just remember yeah. that you told me that and then the next like whenever I came the next time. I think to... the first time you came to my mic you like did really well too. Yeah, I, just I remember, remember sitting, I my Dan. first time seeing you being like, this guy is pretty good. Oh, that's that's so nice. Uh, yeah, it was always so great to see you. When you went up, it was so cool just to see that, like, you could see the wheels turning, like, each week. You'd be like, oh, he has a new thing. <laughs> oh, he has a... <laughs> and even now, it's, like, so cool to watch you, like, I just saw your set uh, on Monday like the past yeah. couple of Mondays and your one-liners and stuff like that are fantastic. Thanks, man. Like how do you have like, what's your, who are your biggest influences for that sort of. Yeah. I mean, I see... they're pretty obvious, you know, like the, the Hannibal verses. Yeah. The, yeah. Birds, <laughs> yeah. The Stephen Wrights. Like I, I, um, I love listening to those guys do comedy and. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm just trying to shorten stuff down to like the it's like purest like I don't know. There's something about just joke jokes that I love I love a lot. Yeah. The the thing is like I don't know like I I think that I I've done like both styles. So yeah. it's like right now I'm just trying to I don't know. I feel like 2021 or whatever. I'm just trying to figure out like what kind of performer. You do all, and it's weird to be figuring it out this late. But like, I don't know. Like, I've had stages where I was like more political, and right stages where okay, these are I. I when I first started out, though, I was telling absurd jokes, and I don't know. I kind of want to get back to the what what, what kind of got me into like telling jokes, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, absurdity is always something that I. I've been into too. Uh, with so, when did you start? Oh man. Um. So, like in in high school, I had always wanted to do comedy, and that was like maybe like two thousand and like fucking five ish. I'd always wanted to do right. comedy, and I had picked up a book for my like school library. I think it was like. Zen and the Art of Comedy. And that was like one of the first things that I read. And I was like, I want to do comedy and make beats. I was kind of all over the place, but. Um, right. I remember. I remember. And I still that. like, do, I still do music and stuff. But I, I, I wanted stories. to. So I, I, um, yeah, I had picked up that book from the library and, and, you know, read through that. And it was pretty cool, interesting, like reading about like, you know, open mics and just the process of writing. Like I'm, I'm super into the process of writing even now. And um, right. and it wasn't until like 
I went to college and I was kind of like not having a great time up in, up in school, like away from home and dealing with like mm-hmm. social anxiety and stuff. Right. So I went to see a therapist and, and that it kind of like unlocked for me, like, you know, that I had always wanted to be a comic, uh, do comedy. Yeah. And, um, the, the therapist had given me the idea to do join uh, Toastmasters. And I guess Toastmasters is a club that they like give speeches or whatever. Oh, okay. And I, the Toastmasters club wasn't accepting people at the time. Oh. So I was like, how the hell am I going to, you know, I don't know why, but I found out that my school had a stand up comedy class. Oh, that's um, so cool. Up in William Patterson. Like they had a stand up comedy class and I I um I joined that class and and I don't know, it was like this is what I wanna do, you know, like it kinda like it kinda clicked for me at that right. moment. And it's like there's been times where it's been like on and off, but like I don't know, like I I genuinely enjoy like writing something and saying it and seeing people's reaction to it yeah it's really cool to me like like i never take a class and i'm cool like i'm not judging if people take like one class like to me my thing is i i like what i like and what you probably like is the it's the learning to do it yourself and like you'll never master it of course no one ever does but it's like it's a cool thing to be like well you know it took me two years to learn how to actually write oh, yeah. a joke. Definitely. And <laughs> and now, like, even recently, as of late, like, I've been teaching, I, I wanted to learn how to do callbacks. So I've recently been doing that. And it's just like, oh, you yeah. get each part of like, okay, now I can do this. And yeah. I mean, it is a large part trial and error, and you're always teaching, right? You're, I mean, you're always like learning. And, you know, like, people that go through a school a lot of times they graduate from that school and they think they graduated yeah and you know they may be terrible (laughs) but in their minds you know like a lot of times you'll watch the those like comedy classes and their graduation ceremonies and right like oh these are these people don't and then a lot of a lot of those guys quit like right after they you know, they 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 mastered stand up. You know, like we we right. had a we had like a thing at um Gotham Comedy Club, and I don't know of too many people that were like with me in that class that still do it today. So right, I would think it's it's of. it's really uh it's a you know I'm always think of this story whenever people like are starting out uh Jerry Seinfeld. He used to say, like, when people would come up to him and ask him, like, he would tell them all to quit. He would tell everyone to quit. Not because he wanted them to quit, but because he knew if they didn't listen to him, they'd be comics. Hmm. Like, that was his influence. That seems like, like a dickhead move. No. You'd be like, you'd be like, yeah, just, you'd be like, yeah. That's kind of a dickhead move. <laughs> it's like, if you, if you don't listen to me, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of an asshole, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it is. But it's like, yeah. Nah, Jerry Seinfeld told me to quit. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's like, Seinfeld told me to quit. That's fucked up. It's like, like, no, don't tell him that to me. That's like LeBron James being like, don't dribble. Get the fuck out. Like, what? Yeah, it's so weird now (laughs) to me. I'm I'm trying to get more tolerant of uh, the people that came in after uh covid uh-huh because it's like i feel like it's such a i feel like such an old person now when i talk about how comedy used to be i don't know before soon makes this stuff i'm like, like there's some really great uh people really great comedians that came oh, yeah. in and there's you know kids that i know that are like yo fuck it i'm on i got tiktok yo oh you're on TikTok? and it's very no nah, i'm not on tiktok but i'm saying like there's kids that are like yo i got this amount of followers on tiktok and they get up on stage and they're genuinely funny on stage as well and i i think that 
having that, you know, like in my back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, this club promoter is going to see me. I'm going to host and da, 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 da. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. You know, it is, it right. is a lot of like how much you do for yourself. And I, right. I need to do that. <laughs> That's something yeah. I need to like work on just like marketing. Like I'm very much so like, I want my thing on stage to be as good as possible, but it isn't, you know, a lot of it depends on where you are and, and, you know, having that huge TikTok audience or YouTube or Instagram right. audience that adds to the, 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 like you were saying, you saw me crush on Monday, but like, you know, if a tree falls in the woods, you know? Right. But I mean, like with you, what I just noticed is you're good at the stuff that people, I guess, want you to do. Like you, like I recently tried hosting recently and I just, I can't do it. I'm not good at it. Good at hosting? It always reminds me of that Mitch Hedberg joke of how he's like, you know, when you become a comedian, now people want you to be a writer. Yeah. Now people want you to be an actor. Yeah, it's like it's being the same a... thing for me. It's like, I don't, I did not you not go finish the joke? Because it's like if you're a cook and somebody's like, can you farm? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like it's the same way. It's like you want me to. Yeah, man. I, so I very I you... well, I, I very well like understand and agree with that point of view. And I'm very much a purist when it comes to this. But it is, there is like, you know, there's no point in being like a dinosaur in this. Like, right. It really is like, yeah. I'm really like it's really self sabotage. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask about that though. Like when you started doing your own mics and stuff, did it take you a while to was there any type of struggle with that with Yeah, I guess so. Like when I would run my mic. Yeah, I guess so. Like when I would run my mic and see like the audience like be like window from week to week and I know like I know that like you know I know that a lot of it you can't take personal but right. it's just like man like how can I and 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 you know I, I I guess I need to just figure it out that aspect of things just like right me... and it's it can be a big ordeal with everything that you're setting up and it's like why do I want to set up an entire room and put chairs up yeah <laughs> for five people, people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool saying you know 25 30 people yeah there. and then it's like when you in my experience it's like when you're used to getting three people when you get six people it feels like 15 people <laughs> you're like like oh wow this is a lot <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and it, it is work, you know, and then and then there's that whole aspect of, you know, this is a business, so. Yeah, and. How can I like, turn that into people that want to come out to see me do a show, and I still haven't figured that out yet. Oh, I just no. It's hop on, I hop on whatever they book me and, and try right. to do my best to, like, you know, keep people laughing and knowing you get that booked a lot by, there's a uh, reputation behind my name. Right. Do I get booked a lot? There's a lot of like a host and stuff at uh. At I mean, I don't host things, and oh. I don't really get booked on like when it comes to like big rooms, like comedy clubs. I haven't really gotten booked oh, that no. often, but like just Same. the people in the scene that you know want people on the show to do ten to fifteen minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's very tough now with coding and everything just to get like, you know, it's like. Oh, we're gonna get to do more. That was the one thing that sucked was like finally getting like a lot of consistent like mics and getting on the shows yeah. and stuff. And then it's like, oh, this happened. And I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm gonna audition for certain clubs and be like, <laughs> and then it's like, no. I kind of did that same thing where like during the pandemic, I was auditioning to write for like The Onion and auditioning. Oh, that's write. cool. Like How'd they did go? this thing. It was cool. First, we did a workshop, which was cool. Like I got to see like behind the screen, I guess you want to say. You got to see like how they like, um, you know, accept submissions and what they're looking for. And each every week for like maybe two or three weeks or so, or I think a little, a couple, like a month. 
uh, they I would write uh, headlines based off of the news of the day, which was pretty cool. And oh, so you kind of do like the the like uh, the David Letterman like. Kind of yeah, thing. I guess so. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's the cool. Onion, like you know, yeah. just joke headlines, and it was cool seeing the process behind that. That's I was working two jobs at the time, so I didn't have the focus that I probably would if I like had another crack at that. But well, you know, it is what it is. I learned from that experience, and you know, it's cool like saying that I was, you know, like I I had an opportunity to write for the Onion. You know, that's so cool just to have those things that you do, like yeah, man. And you know, it's always about you know stretching out like. To me, the one thing I love about having this podcast is just being able to, you know, I had it since 2018. I was just rambling and talking. And then uh, last year around this time, I just started interviewing people. I was like, I know all these amazing comedians and I want to showcase them. And the cool thing is, like, now that we get to have a different variety of people, now I get to have, like, people who are headliners, like, want to do it and you and it's like really cool because that was the one thing that i figured out like during covid that i saw with everyone was when danny braff and all those then like joe mccandrew and all these people started to work with like more higher up comics the cool thing to me was like they don't view us there's not like a hierarchy with them like they just view us as comics we're talking about the higher up comedians the headliners yeah, like like they would yeah. just like they wouldn't view us as like open micers. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're a comic too." Like, damn, that's that's cool. I mean, it's so I cool to have that. Like when <laughs> yeah, I had, that is cool. I had uh, Ken Kranz on. Hey, had, he's uh, good people. I had Jim Marco, uh, on. He just got a Comedy Central half hour. Oh hell I yeah! I just had uh, Franco on. I, I yeah, I saw that. So he's he's a. Uh, He's great, you know. He's oh yeah. I'm recording, and it's just like it's so cool to get that, like also to see where people come from. And oh how yeah. People evolve. Definitely, yo. It's cool seeing like what you're doing, man. That's this cool. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, yeah. I always miss Jersey, you. Jersey Mark Marin over here. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's always it's it's uh it's insane. I mean, just to have so many, just to be able to do it, and that's the one thing that I sort of realized is like, if I can, if I can just make something out of this, like, that's the one thing that's great. It's like, you know, to have that, I, I, it's also like a good time capsule thing too, because we rarely get to see like a combined thing of like everything together. Like you, I always wish there was more documentaries and like short films going on about this stuff in our New Jersey scene because I feel like the New Jersey scene gets very, uh, is very underrated. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dudes that are like producing hours right now. Oh, yeah. Like, Have you you ever thought of? Have I thought about it? I think about it all the time. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I'm ready yet. You know, right. I, I, I just feel like that's got to be a feeling. Right. I mean, I've had moments where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I right. don't, but I, I gotta, I gotta just like, right now I'm kind of focused on like, just like regular human shit, like, you know, moving into an apartment and like making sure that I'm good at a new, like, I'm good at my job, you know, making sure yeah. that I, I am settled, you know, like, the, the pandemic kind of, like, it kind of opened my eyes to things to where, like, I do, I love comedy more than I love pretty much anything. I daydream about it all the time. Oh, yeah. But yeah. there there is this part of, of it that's like, you're, you're, you're old now, you know, like, get your, get, get, get your shit together, you know? Right. And I was kind of pursuing like going to open mic after open mic and not really thinking about like, you know, rent and shit like that. So right. Like, right now I'm just trying to like and, you know, during the pandemic, like I was working two jobs, just trying to like save up enough. And I finally got a vehicle, you know, like like little by little. I feel like I'm 
growing into adulthood or whatever and that's right a new perspective yeah. and i kind of need that right like, to just like because like i don't know like i can't be telling the same uh jokes about everything being fucked up you know right you gotta <laughs> fix the fuck up fucked up enough fucked up in this and and that make that's where we're being right. relatable yeah <laughs> that I makes always- you relatable I always viewed that like it's cool, like you just see that. That's a common thing in comics. It's like, you know, you you put yourself in this one thing of like, you know, it's very rare. You know, this is not like, let's say you or anyone. It's just like a main thing. Is like, you don't do comedy if you're a successful. Person. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> every time like I hear, that. I see comics be like, I just bought a house and I cringe. It's like, no, nah, that's like, like a good thing. Like, why? What the fuck? Yeah, it's like, oh, this can't be good. That's a good thing. <laughs> oh, this guy sucks. <laughs> He's too happy. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, yeah, like, you get into this thing, and I, I've noticed that, like, you know, with, with, like, previous, like, moments where, like, I hit a high point, there was always that kind of wall because like I was depending on this thing to be everything, you know? And it, oh, I mean, right. It is, yeah. It is, but you can't let it really take your life, you know? Like, it's no, kinda... you have to, you have to have a realistic thing. Yeah. And that can be very hard. Cause it's like, you know, you yeah, yeah. have your goals. Yeah. That you're Yo, like bookers run away from that shit. Right. <laughs> they run away from like, oh, this, oh, it's. I need the. I really need the the pay at the end of the show. I don't know if you. <laughs> right. Can you pay me up front if possible? I got right. some shit I'm going through. Like, yeah. yeah. People run away like, from that. Like to me, I'm always like, yeah, the money thing isn't like a thing that happens. <laughs> I've been in college six years and I've I've made about forty bucks. Forty five dollars. Damn, man. It's like, all right. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm not at 45. I, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I've had, I've had months. You know, it's like oh, it's like this, yeah. But it's. it's but I cool, mean, though. if I was to factor in the amount of money I spend on gas and train tickets, I'm def- It's definitely in the red all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I know that I know that I'm not doing it for money. So like, no, but so I mean, you got to think of what what are you doing for money? Like that's that's what I'm where I'm at right now. So right, yeah. it's like at least you hope that everything else just works out on top of it. Like, yeah, man. Like the biggest struggle is just getting there it's like you know just doing the minor things of like okay gotta get that on that train gotta get to that place gotta make sure that you fit in with everyone enough to be like to get good stage time and everything do um but i've always noticed that with you that you have a really good uh like reputation with everyone do you feel like you fit in pretty easily when you started out when I started out, like socially, like do you, did you have? I don't know. I think everybody in everybody is a bunch of weirdos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> I think my problem is I'm too comfortable. <laughs> people oh, like really? yo, deep. <laughs> people come up to me later, like, can you believe what that that dude just told me this thing? And I'm like, I I don't. He's kind of nice. I don't know. <laughs> right. Kind of yeah. nice. I hope this isn't too much of an offensive question, but how old are you? I'm 33. Oh, okay. That's what they thought. That's what I figured. <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah, I'm old, but um, not that old. I'm 27, yeah, so that's I'm like Jesus. that doesn't even seem old to me. I'm Jesus <laughs> age. Jesus age right now. That's oh yeah, you've heard since that like when they're 33. I'm like I'm I, my like common thing now is like. I'm proclaiming this age now, so it's like <laughs> I'm like it can go either way. <laughs> yeah, be in that 27 club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. That's kind of I don't know. Like I, I, I want to try to get away from that. Yeah. 33. The the whole morbid. Right. Like. Yeah. Because there's a lot of legendary people that like died early. Oh yeah, and, you know, and I think a lot of people when they first start out in this, or like a lot of people, period, they kind of like 
you romanticize figures like that. Oh yeah, you do. You do. You you totally do. And and <laughs> that's a big thing know. that we talk about on this podcast a lot. Is like if you're happy about like where you started and when you started. Like I know a ton of people who started in their thirties and their like mid thirties, and it's like that's I always envy that because I started. I started improv when I was 17 and then I really just wanted to do stand-up oh, wow. the entire time and I didn't get to do stand-up until I was 21 and ever since then I've just been doing it and it's like you know I I come up on that thing and it's like I have so much time left <laughs> and that's the thing that's like I have to remind myself constantly it's oh, like oh you have so much yeah. time <laughs> and the same thing like who the fuck cares, you know? But also, it's like, there's no, like, there's no, like, blueprint for everything. Like, people just get it, but, and everything can happen. It can happen when you're older or younger. You know, it's just like, I think as long as you're putting the work into doing it, that's what it is. Yeah, 100%, you know? Like, yeah. you'd be surprised what, like, clicks, you know? Oh, Like, yeah. even now, like, you know, some of the artists that people listen to are like old. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's just like you see kids with like band T-shirts all the time. It's fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like people understand the art, and it, it you don't know what's gonna blow up, and you know uh, it's all. I think it's just like a big juggling act of like it's, you got your TikTok, you got your Twitter, you got. Facebook, all of those things, and yeah, you, the most important thing is the art on the stage. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like I, I mean, wish that I, I mean that's the, I mean that depends on the person though. Like some people are better at the other aspects of it, but right. You know, it's juggling. It's a juggling act. Oh yeah, for sure. Because you want to do, you want to be in that everything that everyone's doing. So it's like, okay, this is, this is what I have to do. Like, uh, it's. It's a thing, though, because everyone has their... Like, that's one thing that I had to learn was also the thing of, like, not everyone wanting to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, to me, I, I had to learn that. I had to learn that not everyone wants to be oh, yeah, like I, a traveling I, I road comic. Like, some people want to be writers. Some people want to be actors. Yeah, and, like, and, 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 and then some people want to be different styles of that comic. Like, I still, yeah. like, I'll watch somebody and be like, this guy sucks. And right. then... Yeah. And, but the other side, the other side of it is no. This guy is just doing something different, had different right. influences. Right. It's yeah. Um, so Hacky is your family influences. very like? How's your family with the comedy? Are they um, supportive? I would say so. Like my mom is supportive. She did, she doesn't come up to things like like uh, Miss Dweck, but right. She's uh, <laughs> she's pretty supportive. I mean, I've I've been living on her couch not having worries you know like i i feel like that's as supportive as you can be right um, yeah my man you know my parents are divorced so oh. like my dad on the other side of things is like a little mad and like you know you need to like move and you know like i get lectures from him all the time about like where i'm at in comedy and where I'm not even just comedy, but where I'm at in life. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I have to respect, you know, like he went through a lot to give me the opportunities that I've had in life. And, and for like, for all intents and purposes, like I'm a very lucky person, you know? I, oh I yeah. Really I view like, the same way. I may have not been born in like a mansion or whatever, right, like, but... but you know, for what it's worth when it comes to like, you know, I guess, lower middle class kind of mm -hmm. uh, fortune I think that I'm a very very lucky person you know like it could be way way worse and for you know if, if certain things were to stop I'd be homeless you know <laughs> so right I gotta you know and I feel like right now is I'm finally at a stage where I'm like making those steps and those moves to like be independent and it's better late than never but it's like you know right and I feel like once I get that out of the way then you know I was back to performing but with like I mean performing like you know 
like obsessively <laughs> right of course yeah but it, it, you know but it's with a certain kind of like you know woman clarity to it oh yeah so perspective um, perspective that was the word i was looking for yeah uh i wanted to uh ask you like was your family funny growing up like oh were your parents funny my dad is not funny at all but he <laughs> that's what makes him funny oh. and the weird part of it is when he's speaking in french which i don't understand he's like he crushes i don't i don't get it <laughs> so he's like the when he's talking serious. to his people when he's talking to his people, he's 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 he he makes people laugh. Right. It might be because he has a lot of money when it come, when he goes back home to his country. I think people find him, his jokes funny. It might be because he has a lot of money, but right. <laughs> might, Where's he from? Might, they, might, they might be laughing at the exchange rate. Um, right. Uh, Cote d'Ivoire, the, right. the Ivory Coast, on the yeah. And um, my mom is is hilarious. Oh, that's good. Yeah, she's just like all jokes. And I live with my mom and my uncle lives underneath the stairs. Like her brother lives in our basement. And, and she just holds it down for both of us like losers or whatever. And my, right. <laughs> my, uncle, my uncle's always like, you should write about me, man. Like, why don't you? <laughs> He's always giving me jokes. That's so, nice. So, that's a, that's probably a cool dynamic to have that. It's not. <laughs> I know. It's, I know. <laughs> it's not. Of course, like, yeah. it's, like, it's cool. It is cool. It's cool. Sometimes we're both kind of working, totally get that. but it's like there's limited space. Everybody's yeah. on each other, and yeah, oh, there's yeah. jokes. There's jokes. Like yeah, you, and then you're a like, lot of jokes. Somebody like somebody uses the bathroom, and there's a whole thing. Like my uncle's like, guy. That's not what I do. He's got 15 <laughs> minutes on like. Who who shit back there? Like he's every time he's gotta <laughs> act. He's gotta act like it's the worst smell in the world. Like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's my family. I don't know. I don't really talk about them on stage. I don't know. I right. I, I figured out. I do talk about my dad because I feel like that's what makes me a lot different, you know, like the fact that I have family that's American. Oh yeah, have family that's like from overseas and like making that all, you know, mix and blend because it's not that easy, you know. Like for I, I, I imagine for them, you know, when I was younger, raising me with those two different ideas, two different cultures, you know, like my dad went through a lot to to be here and, and right and there wasn't all of the things that like he you know he didn't learn how to be an American dad you know like so he couldn't teach me how to be an American you know my mom on the other side of things like you know she's just you know doing her best you know trying right to... so it is like I don't know there's that balance of like you know it's crazy like those those two cultures like Africans and African Americans, there's there is right. like certain kind of animosity, there's certain kind of judgment. And you know, like for a lot of my childhood, it was like my dad was trying to teach me how to like, you know, don't wear hoodies, don't like he was always correcting my English, don't talk like that or whatever. And then he kinda later on he kinda like because he was like judging American black people that was like lazy and stuff like that. Like later on, like he got here and he kind of realized the the struggle. You know, he kind of like saw like right. oh, there's like a lot of sh shit that's keeping stuff fucked up for like everybody. Right. So that must have been you know just thinking of that. That must have been you know I can imagine how tough that can be just with the stuff that you know his point of view is stuff and then you doing stuff it's like just yeah it's cool the fact that stuff, i'm like, telling jokes and not like uh in pre-med a pre-med or whatever like right. it's, it's a lot but um, i mean yeah there's you mentioned uh like uh doing like music and stuff you were in like a rap group as a teenager right um <laughs> yeah i mean i tell jokes about that yeah i, I did 
I did like a couple rap songs in in high school, like yeah. But that kind of turned into me like producing music, which I did all through like college, like making right. like hip hop. And I don't know, I always love that. And every once in a while, I hear like a sample in a song. I'm like, oh shit, I could flip that. And it's like a, I don't know, it's a different aspect of me and. And I, I play a little bit of the keys, you know, trying to learn and get better with that. And, you know, right. I'm just trying to combine these different parts of, you know, like, you know, all of my identity into this thing. So that's what I'm thinking from, like, my hour. Like, do I want to have music in there? Like, do I want to, like, you know, right. try the one-liners with a little bit of, like, you know synthesizer funky synthesizer playing and shit like you yeah. know it's like I, I i i'm just like using these few like i think i'm gonna use this year or like a couple months in it of like just you know experimenting and ranting and figuring out like different styles of comedy like yeah i saw I that am, with you with the uh i think it was the last time i saw you with the or maybe it was the the week before was when you yeah, had the music. I had my mo, yeah, like, stuff with you, and it was like that was that was so cool, and everyone wanted to use it. Yeah, that got weird, like, because yeah, I'm like, I was trying to learn how to use the thing. <laughs> People were like, "Yo, can you accompany me?" Right. Like, oh man, I don't know. Let's try. What key are you playing? <laughs> But yeah, like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I bought a Moog synthesizer over the pandemic and was, it's fun messing with it. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that, that the whole quarantine thing was a gift and a curse. Cause like, right. if it didn't happen, I'd probably just be still telling jokes like right. on stage and I probably have some of my yeah, it's, it's always so weird. Like I would say, like, uh, I didn't mind it because it wasn't any different from my schedule. Like I'm a homebody guy. Like I stay home a whole bunch. I'm in doors of guys. So it's like, you know, like, I feel like everyone else was living my life. And I was like, this is what it's like. Isn't it great? <laughs> <People are> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not for me. It's funny. <laughs> like, no, you're living the Richard Dweck life. Yeah. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> the dweck demic that's funny it's like like, that's just what it's like oh no one watches you know listens to 16 podcasts a day (laughs) 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 yeah but it's 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 cool did you um did you get it at all did you get covid at all no um, I was fine and everybody was fine and my family and yeah that's good too we all got vaccinated and yeah you know I don't know I'm hoping that I'm just hoping Delta stays the hell away from me but, right because yeah. I'm doing everything <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know I, I didn't do much during the pandemic, like during the quarantine and everything. Like maybe I like went to the city a couple times. I wasn't right. like going to shows. Yeah, and shit. we came back super quick around in our area of comedy. It was yeah. like I wasn't doing shows and shit. We took like Mike's came back like three months into COVID. Yeah, man, that was, was wild. Like, Watching you guys, I'm like, holy shit. We're like, you know, we we're outside at the the uh, Brighton Bar, which just recently closed. We were at the Brighton Bar, and we were outside. Oh, shit, inside. And what was cool was we were outside for a while, and what was really kind of creepy was they would have like these drones that would check in on all the bars, like to see if people were following the rules. We were the only like bar that was following any of the rules of like <laughs> being open. No, nah, y'all went inside though. Well, we went inside like pretty quick. <laughs> that was that was like three months later. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yo, like, yo, for real. <laughs> but it was it was crazy though to be like outside and be like, okay, yeah. this is what we have to do. Have these drones watches over us and be like, you better be. <laughs> 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 I have your masks and stuff. 
and uh, um, you know, uh, um, uh, who's the guy that does the serial killer jokes that I can't remember the name of? Sick Vic. Sick Vic, yeah. <laughs> we oh, he's so a gamer. The brand bar for not wearing him. <laughs> He's he wasn't wearing a mask. No. Yeah, nah, he didn't give a fuck. No. Pandemic, no pandemic. He gonna tell his jokes. Yeah. He was he was at the last mic I did. Yeah. At George Street Co-op. Really. It was me, him, and um Victoria. Yeah. It's uh, two. It's so three people were upstairs, and I uh, I don't think that's enough for a mic. <laughs> Sick Vic is like, yo, where's the microphone? (laughs) That would like be like a really funny that'd be like really funny sick. He did ten minutes. (laughs) Just you three people would be amazing. Of jokes that we all heard. (laughs) He did ten minutes. Yeah. It's like the weird thing is when he would do newer jokes, like new jokes, and be like, oh. He can actually write. Oh yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like watching a Star Wars. You're like, oh my god, I can't believe. Yeah, that. like I don't know. That's the crazy thing. Like he's like New Jersey's like secret man, secret. Yeah. Like he's he's legitimately like an artist. <laughs> yeah, I, like... I said this to Mike Laura. <laughs> I don't know if you've met him, but uh, I said to him like, you know, that's the thing with with us we're all gonna end up either being you there's a high chance that we all end up being like him one day yeah yeah (laughs) yes wow and i didn't notice when i first started i'm like this crazy yeah like i then i just kept seeing him and then it's like in 40 years it's gonna be (laughs) yeah oh man i hope not Right, you hope not. Love, much love to that guy, though. Much love. No, he's 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 a. I I always feel like I had a dream one time that he was out in public, like he was out in public, and I saw him, and he was like being normal, and I was getting upset because he was in front of like a large group of people, and I was like, "Be the guy, be the guy. Why aren't you being the guy right now?" It's a really weird dream. Where I was like, it was a great dream. Encouraging him to be the guy. I'm like, he's a big guy. <laughs> You're not understanding this guy. Is this yeah, like. <laughs> That's the. He's, I think he's a cab driver. Still. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Like, he's not. This is the funny thing too. Like, he's not an Uber driver. He's not gonna ever be an Uber driver. No. Even if the last cab. <laughs> He'll be the last cab driver and still do open mics and still like um, right. That's yeah, that's a worry of mine. I must say the older I get, um so I just you know yeah. <laughs> I, I just I'm just as self aware as possible, I guess. I don't know. Right. So have you um been watching any new comedy lately? Any new? I haven't been watching new. Out at you? No, I don't. I don't think I've been watching new. I've been just like listening to old stuff, man. Oh, yeah. It's like I don't know, like, like I was listening to like Just for Laughs over the years, and that's oh a, yeah, well, just those... get on Spotify and just let yeah, it play. Yeah, yeah. Um. And you like take a lot of notes from like you know what was fun, what was funny. It's right. crazy. It's the craziest thing. And you look back at like that. I I like listening to because it's like you listen to that small chunk and you're like, oh, that was all like, you know, obviously that's part of a show, but it's like that's the main thing. Like that's some of the toughest things. Some of the people that I see now and like, oh, that's hack. Right. That shit crushed just for laughs, you know, oh, yeah. in 1993, you know, right, like 90. it's crazy. Yeah. In 91, it was like somebody got on stage like, what up, faggots? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just like annihilated. And it's not like, and that's the thing about the whole PC culture debate. Yeah. It's like, you can't, it's not that you can't say that anymore. 
it's that like that shit isn't original anymore right exactly that's the that's the problem of it is we're not offended by the people who do it it's like this is another seinfeld thing from he has a, an episode from his show where he has a he knows this guy from school when he was younger and the guy converts to Judaism just so he can make anti-Semitic jokes. And he goes <laughs> to his rabbi and Seinfeld's complaining and he's like, does it offend you as like a, as like a Jewish person to like, that he's doing that? He's like, no, it offends me as a comedian. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like to me, I'm always, whenever I look at that, I, I never get like offended by the thing that's said. It's just the way that it's done. It's like, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, if you're, like, still doing, like, Taliban, Osama, Muslim, whatever jokes right now, with as much as we know, like, is it, with everything going right. on in the world, it's like, no, nah, you're just woefully, <laughs> just, you just don't understand anything going, like, I, like, you just. Yeah, I think that's, that's a big thing, too, is you have to be aware of your time, like, yeah. I have like, a very uh, just because so you saw someone do it in '95 right. doesn't mean like it's funny right now. And, and even if you didn't, just because one of your uncles did it, who stole right. it from a comedian. I have my meanest joke is about uh like hacky uh um like Boomer New Jersey comics. Yeah, and it's uh have you ever seen Back to the Future? I you'd have to refresh my memory or what you're referring to, but I've seen the, the movie. movie. Have you ever seen the movie? Back to yeah, the I've seen the movie. For, well, anyway, in the joke that I have about it, it's like, you know, it's uh, it's like they filled their DeLorean. My joke is they filled their DeLorean with receipts for boner pills and Olive Garden like receipts, and then it's like punchlines where we're going we don't need punchlines let me make fun of like the no filter paul type of hey, hey, hey he's a good person yo <laughs> he's good he's a good person kind of. <laughs> i always i always feel so bad <laughs> i didn't know what the, i didn't know what i was signing up for here no i'm not good but... <laughs> it's not what i can do i'm not gonna He's an all right dude, man. <laughs> I have no beefs with no filter, Paul. That's good. Even though, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, yeah. <laughs> the only in my head, I'm like, somebody get this guy a filter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like filter, Paul. The only negative thing that I get in this podcast is when I ask, I, I'm transitioning into my stupid questions. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Um, this will be cut. Any... Cool. Do you have any stories, interesting stories of like bad crowds or like? I mean, I'm never gonna, or... I'm never gonna blame a crowd. Right. I just mean like a crazy, like I, maybe a crazy night that just you know something did, happened. I mean, nothing happened really. It was just like one of the worst bombs. Like I right. was super confident at stress and hosting the mic, if that means anything, mm -hmm. and. <laughs> I um, did one of uh, Talent, the comedian. I did one of his shows. Like, they gave me, like, a New Jack spot. Oh. And the music came on, and I have no rhythm. I danced a little bit, and it was, like, just everything was off. Uh, the host asked me what, how they wanted to introduce me, and I was trying to be funny. It still lives with my mom. In my mom's basement. Oh. And <laughs> she's she just goes up and just says it like straight, like this motherfucker still living in his mom's basement. Give it up. But I don't, I don't think gonna be funny. And it's like, oh, brought me on stage it, right? and the music played and I didn't know what to do. Like the DJ kept playing the music, so I'm like, did a little. It was bad. I don't dance, you know. Like why am I dancing there? Why did I pick then to? bust a move and and then I proceeded to like every joke just like nothing only there was one person one person laughing right isn't that the, that's, that's also the what you're like this person gets 
else. I don't even know if she got it, but it was crazy. It was just one person laughing the entire time. And this is Stress Factory. It was full. Yeah. They're... Like, this is like, this is not. <laughs> one person is laughing. And at one point, I hear her say, I can't breathe. <laughs> so she's laughing so hard that she can't breathe. And everybody else is just like, just stillness. You, yeah, I, you would have thought I was giving a meditation retreat. <laughs> Just everyone else, but they were there was judgment there. Like I was doing a meditation retreat, and I I don't know was missing missing teeth or something. I don't know, but everyone was just staring at me. And um, yeah, I heard somebody say, "I can't breathe," and then I did my act. You know, made the one person chuckle and got off stage, and the host proceeded to roast me. Oh, and then he's like, he said, "Y'all want to see some?" Come on, get up. We're going on stage. And then they brought the guy that came on before me to the music and he's dancing. Like, he's a dancer. So he's like popping right. and rocking and doing all types of shit. And then they brought me back up and he's like, yo, show them what you got. And they like hyping me up. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> and I like, you know, I did something and <laughs> the host was like, y'all love it. Heard a run, re, rerun, or something like that, and he just made fun of me, comparing me to a break dance. This is some movie I've never seen, and yeah, that was that was um, that was uh, like a terrible comedy experience. Right. And I, I want to do that show again to show people that I'm funny. Right, that's always <laughs> it, funny is. it is, it is like yeah, that was like damn. Right, Whew. and I tried to do it again, and the guy was like, "Can you send me a tape?" <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I, I like did this shit, so it is like. All right. Right. Do you have any like? I guess more of. Do you, how do you deal with hecklers like personally? Like I've never hecklers? seen that with you. Like. I don't know, man. I've been like, I I don't know, like there was this there's this bar that used to have comedy in New Brunswick, the Scarlet Pub. I don't know if you. Yeah, I never got to go there. But. Those nights were a lot were rowdy. I heard that that was the case. So, and I've done comedy my angriest there. Like, I don't know, like, I wasn't quite doing one-liners there, you know. Like, I've <laughs> gone on rants there. And they were funny <laughs> rants, you know. Like, I. Right. that's the weird part about comedy. It was just, like, to do it angry, you don't, like, oh. necessarily angry and half drunk. You yeah. don't, like, there's nothing you can gain from it, even if you are crushing. Yeah. The only time I like to do an angry set is when it's, like, fake angry. Like, if I go on the stage and I'm like, I'm going to pretend to be, like, angry just to, just for fun, it's, like, that's the best thing to do. Yeah. like. But, like, when you're serious with it, it's like, uh, this is, <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I, remember, <laughs> I remember this one time at Scarlet, this guy bombed. And then right. he like proceeded to heckle everybody after you bomb. Like, who does that? Like, the, oh, yeah, the that's... audacity to like bomb and then like to make everything uncomfortable and then make everything uncomfortable for the performers too. Right. And then so he bombed and then so I started telling jokes and he proceeded to heckle me. And I was like, yo, since you clearly don't know how to do comedy. I'm going to teach you. <laughs> so I told my, I told the setup and I was like, set up. Then I tell the punchline to my joke. And I go punchline. Then I say something else. And I'm like, that's a tag on the previous joke. <laughs> and then I kept going tag. Okay. That's a callback to the joke I did before. That's and yeah, like that kind of reminds me of like, yeah, I know it's a different context, but that totally reminds me of your serial joke. I love that. Yeah, I, I mean the self-awareness of it. I like messing around it's with the inside, form. It feels like an inside thing, like, you know, for like, because you never know, like, if you do it to like an audience member, you never know, like, how much they know about comedy. So yeah. I would love for that to happen to someone who's like a huge comedy nerd. <laughs> I love that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I got what you're doing there, right? <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> you know why? Like, I was like, I literally noticed, like, I did that. 
Like I was writing my jokes into Word and I literally noticed I did that. I'm like, this is funny. Yeah. I don't know why, but this is funny that I did that. Yeah. And that like, became that joke. Yeah. It's like learning how to do that. It's essentially <laughs> <laughs> it's like very meta. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> very meta. It's so cool. It's like, yeah. And it's it works like so well like over and over again like that's yeah that's, <laughs> there's like a there's yeah a, i might want to try the third time just to see if right, i can get like, people a third time in that loop i don't know i don't want I'm, I'm playing with their patience already yeah <laughs> but there's that room like you know just have that uh um oh so we're pretty close to the end uh I, okay, I just want cool, to uh, ask, uh, what's your social media stuff? Are you on everything? I always feel like you're off the grid, which is a healthy thing to me. I went off the grid, and now like I'm kind of back, kind of. I'm, I'm I'm lazily on the grid, where right. like I'll post the Instagram maybe twice a month, and right. I'm yeah. I and I'm uh, hopelessly addicted to Twitter, so I tweet a lot. Oh, you tweet a lot. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, yeah. too. And it's uh, that's the most pointless exercise when no one knows you. Right. My <laughs> thing is always, like, I always say it's better to be on different types of Twitter, like different areas of Twitter, <laughs> than the same ones on politics. <laughs> and be like, I'm going to be in this group of people. <laughs> what I do, like, what I do on Twitter is I'll write one of my one-liners every once in a while and just right. and see how it does and it's normally like <laughs> five to six likes <laughs> right that's cool. and even if even if it's like zero likes i'm like i think this is funny i'm gonna try it on stage anyway right yeah i mean how i it's so do you have a main uh i guess this is the last thing we'll talk but do you have a main like uh, schedule of how you write or when you write? Huh. I guess it depends on what's going on in my life. Like, I really do try to write in the mornings. Right. Um, Like, before work or whatever I'll try to mm-hmm. write. Like, I, I have to get on that schedule. But I, it's more than that, more than, like, usually just, like, keeping my notebook with me at all times. Oh, yeah. And when ideas hit, just scribbling them down. And yeah, my main thing is, uh, like, I always get so annoyed is that, like, I can't write. I can only write a distinctive period of times, like three and four in the morning. Oh shit! So I have really bad insomnia. So it's like that's what my like jokes come. It's like, it's like being in the. It's like being a midnight scientist. You're like, Eureka! This joke, and now I have to explain it to normal functioning people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, though. That's the cool thing, though. Like, when you write, like, right before you go to bed, too. Yeah. Like, like... I think the best thing to do is to free write. Yeah. And I I used to do that in college with my papers. Right. I had to do a a paper on um, political theory of, like, Malcolm X, the ideas of him versus Martin Luther King, some shit like that. Um, like half of what I wrote on the page is like, I am sitting at home on my keyboard typing this out. And then, you know, later on, I would just edit out all of the, all of just me talking. Right. That's cool. Have the main point, like have my, like, you know, try to overshoot the page limits as much as possible with like bullshit and then once I got over it I would just parse down you know and delete out like things that were irrelevant right like I mean thank god I never like wrote a paper that said fuck this paper in it (laughs) 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 a lot of the times I was like typing that out on the screen (laughs) and yeah so like for me like when it comes to writing jokes a lot of it is like like sometimes I'll be just writing fuck this page. Right. And and then like, you know, and it, the crazy part is like you'll wake up one morning with a joke. Oh yeah. 
fully formed. To me, formed. that's always the cool thing is when you have like a new thing to a joke, and you're like, oh, I can add that. Yeah. And it's like, and like, okay, that just goes with it. And it's always cool. so cool to have that. So, uh, what is your uh, so what is your um, Instagram or Twitter? Um, both that um, Irie, so I R I E, um, underscore Tiz. T-I-R-E. Oh, okay. And you can find me on both of those platforms. Um, or you can go to tizirie.com. Tizirie.com. Like, I don't... <laughs> oh, you have a website. It feels weird saying that. Like, <laughs> I, I have a website that I, like, made when I, like, deleted everything. Right. And, it's, and you know, that has links to, like, my social media. And it has, like, um, one of my... I, I've been meaning to put more videos up on there. But it has, like, one of the videos that I did. Right. Um, back when um, Jester Comedy Club was still around, hopefully that could come back. But oh yeah, yeah. I I did a show there, and it was ten minutes of, of me that is different from what yeah. I do now. I don't fuck it. I gotta just focus on like putting everything together. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the biggest thing is just putting everything together. I mean, yeah. That's a, yeah. So. Yeah. That's it, man. Okay. Well, I hope this was a good yeah, podcast. Yeah, this was good. Thank you so much for uh, doing it. All right. Thank. Thanks for uh, talking to me, man. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bro. I can see you soon. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye.